0: Hey, Joe. Hey, Mom. (laughs) So this month we're talking about love, and we had the joy of including my 77-year-old mom and 25-year-old son to join the conversation. We wanted to create a multi-generational space and dig deep into the experience of love. Yeah,
1: it was so great. We got to dig into the different forms and types of love, uh, what we thought about the essence of love and the origins of those beliefs. We also got into social media and its impact on how younger generations experience love mm-hmm. and kind of affects the way that they communicate and interact. Yeah, at one point my son Brendan made the comment that the future looks dire.
0: <laughs> uh, it was really great to see how just through this one conversation we had, we were able to come around to a super hopeful view of the future.
1: Yeah, that's what I love about this podcast is how without preaching at people or going to conversations with like you know motives to change their ideas we can just show up for each other and we're becoming home for each other one conversation at a time through asking questions through showing up and just being super genuine and finding common ground
0: yeah i mean my mom grew up in a super different time and you know she's formed her own beliefs through her experiences and honestly a lot of them clash with different perspectives Mm -hmm. of the younger generations and I had a couple of concerns leading into this conversation that there would be so much tension that something could erupt, but it was so beautiful to be part of a two hour moment in time where these differing opinions and experiences and perspectives could just be shared and respected. It was a great conversation.
1: Absolutely it was. It is super important that this series of episodes is listened to or watched on YouTube. Uh, Just in order, because the conversation really does grow and build on the foundation of each previous um, idea and conversation that we have. So for our listeners, please make sure that you start with love part one and work your way through the conversation in order just to really understand our heart behind what each person is sharing. For sure. All right, now let's get into it.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk about love this month. Um, just as an intro for any listeners and watchers, we've got my mom with us today, Phyllis. <laughs> my mom is uh, <laughs> the cutest thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, how old are you, mom? 7 You're the same age as, we're only, th- we're exactly 30 years apart, but I always forget how old I am. So
2: I'm 77. Months?
0: It's important to tell people because this is about generations and what we went through. So I'm sorry to put you out there like that, but you should be problem. proud.
2: Proud of your I have, 77 I'm years. I'm proud I lived this long. Yes, ma'am. You're
3: still
0: here. <laughs> You're still still, still going strong.
3: Still going strong. Still doing it. <laughs>
0: um, and we've got my son here as well. This is a family affair podcast. So... <laughs> Uh, if this is your first hey. time to the podcast, uh, I'm Charlene, and this is Joellen to my right Hello. here with me, and she is my daughter-in-law, and we uh, do the podcast together, Becoming Home Together.
1: This is my brother-in-law. Oh, that's below. That's my brother-in-law, not my husband. <laughs> right. Hey. I should say
0: that, because uh, down, down below there on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, we've got Brendan, my older son, who hey. is- joellen's husband's big brother <laughs> are we all clear are we on that okay so brendan yeah. you are 24
3: i just turned 25
0: Woo! oh that's March right you just had December. your big two five that's and i was like of oh, yeah.
3: Century. yeah man you last your, month
0: bar- had your barbie party and that was the cutest thing ever
3: oh yeah oh yeah it was barbie year so
1: That's lovely.
0: And Brendan lives in Los Angeles. So we're excited because, um, Joellen and I were talking about love and what we wanted to get into this month with that topic. And the conversation was really great. It got Mm -hmm. into, you know, like different, um, ways that culture colors love or does love color culture Mm. or kind of, you know, what is that? And just the differences that different, people are um, experiencing with love right now. It feels like um, people Brendan's age and your age are the same age-ish. Um, that age range is kind of going through this kind of redefinition of love and what it looks like to express it and to feel it and to heal from some of the pain of it. And um, it was a really interesting conversation Joellen and I were having Mm -hmm. and then this thought came to mind like, oh my gosh, the same thing kind of happened in the 60s. It would be so great to have my mom and have her perspective um, on love (laughs) and kind of what was going on in culture and society and all that stuff. So we're going to get there, uh, but first we're going to talk a little bit about um, describing kind of like what we all think the, the essence of love is or... You know, like, how would you define love if an alien came to Earth and didn't know anything about the concept? Like, what would you teach that alien about love? Mom, Mm -hmm. you want to jump in first?
2: Sure. I think, first of all, you have to talk about the different kinds of love. Mm -hmm. So you have love of your family. Um, You have love of a spouse. You have love for your friends. Um, I think family I, always comes, children to my mind first. I think you have um, love of your child. You have a desire to protect that child in any way that you can, any way that you need to. Um love for a spouse or a significant other to me would be the desire to want to be with that person. Um, You, I think love is a choice. I think you choose to love someone. And so you choose to love that significant other. I want to be with them, perhaps have a family with them. Um, and be their partner throughout your life and the times you have together. Love of family, of course, is um, uh, taking pride in uh, their accomplishments, their achievements, wanting to help them in any way that you can, that you're able to. Uh, Love of friends is having, I think, Um, commonality with them, wanting to do things with them, hang out with them, laugh with them, cry with them, uh, lean on them, uh, perhaps in ways that you wouldn't a family or a significant other. Uh, Because sometimes um, it's just easier to share your deepest, darkest with a friend rather than a family member. Uh, because a family member is too close to the situation, perhaps.
0: Hmm.
2: So um I guess those are my definitions of love.
0: Nice. I have so many questions in there, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna shelf them right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: One straight to the other.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, okay. Well, uh my I I would define love as kind of like uh, my grandma was saying, is like a choice. I don't think it's a feeling. I feel like those kinds of the butterflies in our stomach when it comes to uh, maybe someone that we're like attracted to or a friend, I feel like those are very, very momentary feelings Mm -hmm. in that specific moment. Um, But when it comes to love, I think that love is it's, it's a commitment that you make. It's something that you make a priority in your life like a high priority and something that you are constantly working to improve and get better at whether that's whether that's like a love for a passion that you have uh, for an activity or work or you know things like Going and exercising or starting like a, a healthy diet, I think it's a lot of, a lot of consistency, and that those things can be applied to like relationships too. When it comes to someone that you love, I think that requires a lot of work and a lot of consistency, even when you want don't want to do it, right? And I feel like it's kind of showing up to the gym. I I see those as very similar things. Uh, like love with a partner or love, for maybe yourself or this activity, I feel like those are all love is, is intertwined with all of that. And I think it's definitely a a decision time that you make for these different things that really matter to you. And if it doesn't, if, if these things that you say that you love, but don't really take up that much time in your life, in the end, I feel like it's just something that sounds nice rather than something that you actually love because if you really loved it then you'd be putting you know a lot of your work and your time into it Mm. so I think I think that's I think that's what love is to me in my head Mm. for yeah when I when I think about it in terms of anything really I think it all could be applied to relationships or yeah like I was saying things Mm -hmm. that that you enjoy to do I think it just takes a lot of a lot of your time a lot of your energy a lot of consistency and and sacrifice as well it mm. take a lot of sacrifice to do those things and to make them happen even when you may not want to do them you know what i mean mm.
0: yeah that's good we um put this thing out on facebook um i was when i was starting to really think about love i i said what's your favorite thing about love so i wanted to share what some of those um response some of the responses that came in Um, and see if we can kind of compare it to what we've stated so far. Hey
1: mom, I'm having so much fun uh, doing this podcast with you. Thank you so much for being open to the idea of a podcast. Um, Just a project that is centered around vulnerable conversations and showing up for other people.
0: Yeah, it's a joy and I'm so glad we live in a time where we can create content like this and hopefully bless someone who's looking to engage with other people on topics that really mean something to our human experience.
1: Absolutely. I know we invest a lot of time and money into creating the show and we want our viewers to know uh, that we are listeners supported. So if this episode has been helpful or entertaining in some way, would you consider buying the show a coffee? Yeah, it's a fun way to
0: support the project and Help us know that it blessed you. If buying a coffee, though, isn't something you can do right now, we'd love it if you would rate and share the show episodes on your own social media and help us reach more people.
1: Yes, we'd really appreciate all the prayers, good vibes, whether you buy us a coffee or share the content. We just want you to know we value you and your presence, and we can't wait to see where this project goes. All right, check the show notes for links on how to buy us a coffee, but for
0: now, let's get back to the conversation. So... Some of the responses were ultimate joy, ultimate pain, or at least the risk of pain. So joy, or love rather, comes with risk. So that was interesting to me. Another person said the unconditionalness of love. They really like or appreciate. Uh, love never fails, somebody else said. Love doesn't need anything. So like love itself has no needs. Um It doesn't demand or control, but it does require our participation, someone said. Another person said it has healthy boundaries, meaning you're not a doormat, you're not domineering. Um, Someone else said patience. Uh, A sweet friend of mine said bliss. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you know this friend, it just would make you smile. She... She is um she has always been someone I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> mm. Seeing the way that she would always um she would light up when her husband showed up. Mm. She and I worked together. Uh, I know the,
3: who you're talking about. In
0: the homeschool world and whenever oh, her yeah. husband would show up, oh my gosh, it was like a celebration like she hadn't seen him in weeks even though they had just seen each other that first, you know, that morning. She, I remember one time she was at my house and uh, we were having a meeting for um, the leadership of this homeschool group and uh, her husband pulled up outside and she saw him pull up and no kidding, she stopped the, everything. Like we were in the middle of a discussion. She jumped up out of the chair, literally ran outside to the front yard to jump into his arms and kiss him. And this was like her normal. I was like, has he been out of town? Has he been gone? Like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, that's just, I always do that. <laughs> and I I was always so impacted by that. And I just was like, man, I want that. You know, and so it was, I just love her. So she, that she said bliss was like, mm. I was like, of course
3: she would say bliss
0: because she's yeah, so
3: blissful. Sounds like a scene out of The Notebook or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Out of a love story.
0: Another person described it as success, which was interesting to me. They just posted that the other day, so I didn't really get to dig in and ask them to tell me more. But I I just wanted to include it because I thought, hmm, I wonder if that will spark anything in this conversation. Um, the universalness. Um, or the universality of it it crosses barriers of language gender age nationality etc other people said they like the community mm-hmm. aspect of love that it happens in community and, and people brought up some of the things like you did mom about um you know just the different types of love and like how love can build family like maybe it's not your blood family but yeah because of love like certain people in your life can become closer to you than even you are maybe to some of your own like blood family members so like that Mm -hmm. whole concept of community and my favorite one that was posted said it is the energy and evidence of life i was like bro that's deep (laughs) evidence of life and then I found this quote by Mahatma Gandhi says where there is love there is life so I think we're all kind of you know on the same page a little bit and kind of talking about you know the community aspect and how it's different like there are different kinds but they still somehow share a common thread
1: Mm, yeah one thing I'm I cannot get this out of my head, which is just how we transition from January subject to February is the verse that talks about there is no fear in love. Mm -hmm. And that's continued to come back to me. And I was, I think I was literally just at work this week. And I was like, wow, I think, I think I'm fearful Mm -hmm. when it comes to love, just because I've been taught a lot of wrong things about love. And as I'm noticing it more and more, it's making me really fearful to just put myself out there and like Mm -hmm. just to take a chance and I'm noticing the people around me that aren't fearful and they're Mm -hmm. just so open and loving free it was yeah and to know I'm just kind of noticing that tendency inside myself to not feel that way so like Mm -hmm. that was if I was to add anything to like what is your favorite thing about love it is there is no fear in love and those who love like are so full with Mm. when they love with all of who they are, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, the love that I feel for Chris is probably one of the fullest loves I've felt in my whole life just because the way that we came together and how much we've gone through and healed from together, the unification there is just super-duper strong. So, like, just the freeness and love in that relationship is the most stable that I've ever felt Mm. so within that like when I think about like okay there's no fear in love and I think about me and Chris's love I was like whoa what if I could feel that type of like fearlessness in more relationships in my life how Mm. free would I be Mm. how um, even protected would I be because I think there's a hint of protection in love where you love knowing that you could get hurt but you choose to love because you know that that person needs your love anyway. You know what I mean? Hmm. I think that has to do with the healthy boundary piece a little bit. but
0: Yeah, I think it ties in the healthy boundaries. And then, like, you know, my mom opened off with, like, the love you have for your kids. Like, mm-hmm. your your driving desire as a parent is to protect your children. And, you know, that comes from a place of love. It. Um, I did think about that scripture um, about perfect love drives out fear. But, um I also have one from the Dalai Lama that says, the more you are motivated by love, the more fearless and free your action will be. Mm, and so I when like you were that. talking, it made me think about that. Like when our when we're coming from a place of love, like when we have that deep inside and that's what motivates us rather than fear or rather than like the risk. Of being hurt in love, like if we're so focused on the risk and the potential for things to go bad or you know, something wrong to happen or whatever, like if I can instead come from a place where I'm just focusing on love and the motivation of love to do a thing, like I'll be less fearless and less, you know,
1: less um, fearful. Yeah, where you say, I'm sorry, maybe, yeah, (laughs) less fearful. Did I say less fearless? Uh (laughs) I'm sorry, less fearful
0: and like more more free. Mm-hmm. But I I feel tension in that, mom, because you know, you go you I go back to what you were saying about like wanting to protect your kids. And I I I worried so much about my boys when they were growing up. I was so worried that they would get involved with some of the things that I got involved with or that it would be worse because it seems like every generation has like harder things to deal <laughs> with than even the one before like Kids these days can't even play outside without being afraid of being snatched up by somebody in a black
3: van.
2: You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know
0: what I mean? It's yeah. freaking nuts. That stuff just Well
3: Yeah, didn't that And like Well that and like I think especially uh with like the internet being a big thing, you know, yeah. being afraid of, you know, their you know, I don't know, their I their information being just leaked out there somewhere yeah uh, you know the stumbling upon someone they they shouldn't be talking to online it's a lot it's a lot easier for that kind of thing to happen now especially
0: <gasps> yeah it's so easy for people to get to our kids these it's so much easier yeah. you send know it out. is easy yeah. and it's easier than it was you know like when when you were a kid mom you know <laughs> yeah.
1: send them outside to get kidnapped or put them on their phone and you know whatever yeah <laughs> <Cat-ished>, you <laughs> yeah. know <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> meet a new yeah, friend but- at mcdonald's after school yeah you know like so it's terrifying it's it's scary so I I get it but like I don't know how do we navigate? how do we still navigate that how do we step into and that, that's a that's a place I want to get into and in, in a in a couple minutes I feel like we're maybe putting the <laughs> cart before the horse but um, yeah 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 before we get too deep into that I did want to just kind of go back and and ask like how did you come to these um definitions of love how did you experience that growing up maybe or kind of like what influenced you to to come up with these perspectives of love and we'll we'll go ahead and start with mom
2: well i think uh it certainly wasn't growing up cuz my dad was never never around much so I didn't see a lot of uh, interaction between my parents. I think mostly it was—it's just life experience, you know—the things that you experience um, growing up with your friends, um, relationships you have as you get older, and uh, starting in my case, grade school <laughs> um, and high school, and then um, being married and. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know that there was outside influence. I think it was just personal experience and, um, just going through those things.
0: Mm. So you'd say that you kind of formed your beliefs around love through the, the encounters that you had with all the yeah. thing, things that you described in the start. Right. Right. Okay. How about you, B?
3: yeah i mean i I feel like most people probably get an idea of what something like love looks like through their experiences like grandma does. I feel like that's what that's what most people how how they form their perceptions around everything in the world, what their experiences have been like, personal, what they observe um and same is the case with me. I feel like i those things that your viewers were mentioning about their opinions with love. I had my own opinions about some of them. Some of these things I heard, like, I don't know, when I go to Sunday school when I was a kid, are, you know, these these these, these things that people say about love, how it, like, never fails its it last, it, it, I don't know, it, 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 like, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't need things, or it doesn't demand things, or, um, I, I, I agree with a lot of these things, like, there's pain involved, for sure, there's risk involved, absolutely, and there's patience that's required, but I do think that that love is something that can fail, I think it's not something that needs to last or that that lasts forever all the time. Like because that would if if I were to say that were true then that were that would imply that these people that I have loved in the past now that they're not in my life anymore that that wasn't real love. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it was because I mean I know it was. So, but it, and it may not have worked out you know, but, and that's okay. But I, I mean, I can't say that it wasn't love. So I don't think, I think a special kind of love can, can last forever, but I don't think that it needs to. Um, I I think that it can fail and there's a lot to learn in failure. So I think being afraid of failure, being part of love and being like, Oh, that's not part of love. I think that you're kind of hurting yourself uh, of a chance to grow and instead just kind of signing it off as oh well this isn't love time to say goodbye or like better luck next time i feel like that <laughs> that i feel like that is indeed part of love uh is mm-hmm. failure and all of these negative things that comes with it i don't think love is this you know place full of rainbows you know what i mean and and i mean i'm sure a lot of the viewers don't think so either but i i don't think that uh it's it's something that always has a happy ending mm-hmm. uh so, that's that. That was just a few of the thoughts that I had, uh, kind of going from earlier. And and that that has, you know, th- what I've been saying ties into my own personal experience. I've I've been in a couple of different different relationships with people, uh, like romantically, and and even love different all different types of love. So romantic love, love with uh, very good friends, love with family. So I, a lot of different experiences. And um, a lot of them have not gone the way that I thought they would. So I feel like that has also tied into my thoughts and feelings about love and how I approach it nowadays, because I don't think it lasts forever. Uh, It can. It certainly can. If if the work is there, I suppose, um, to, to make it that. But I also don't think that kind of pressure is necessary because then that just puts a lot of pressure on whatever situation. Um, You you may be in with someone Uh, like, I guess going in giving an example, there, there, there's, there may be someone in my life that there there was someone in my life that I I really cared about really wanted to make things work. And I was willing to to sacrifice a lot, but it got to a point, right? with sacrificing the wrong things, sacrificing too much. And I began to lose myself in the process. And yeah, to when it starts to, when it starts, to, when you make the wrong sacrifices, I suppose, uh, with your own happiness or, or things that you yourself just need to function as a person. Because you also, as a person, require uh, just as much, if not more love than what you give to other people, because it starts with you first. If if you don't love yourself, you know what I mean? If you don't love yourself and all the different parts of you with all your flaws, then there's 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 not going to be enough to provide to other people. And that's something that I have realized when it comes to to myself. I have been someone that will put others before myself to a point where I will start to uh i don't know what the right word is but i'll 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 start to just kind of forget to love myself or take care of myself so so i think that yeah Mm -hmm. loving loving yourself first before you put love in other people is is something that is very important
1: Brendan and when,
3: uh, when it went on a, a lot of different tangents there, covered a lot of bases with that That was good. One. No,
1: that was good. That <laughs> was really good. Yeah. I really liked how you brought up that love doesn't always have a happy ending, Brendan, because I feel like I feel like everybody has, not everybody, it's stereotypical. Well, I,
3: I, <laughs> I wanted to mention that you said, I, I do think love has fear also. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because then yeah. if, if no one was afraid, then I don't think that's love personally and there
1: necessarily be as much risk in it either if you're not afraid
3: Exactly there's no sacrifice that yeah. that takes away the whole the whole reason for a sacrifice sacrifice is kind of just giving up something that you don't really want to give up something that you may be afraid of giving up uh, these feelings are very human emotions and feelings and i i think they're part of the whole package i don't think you can have it just it's it's too it's too perfect of an idea and I, I of of these things talking about love i think it i think love involves all of these things mm. the positive and all the negative mm. and pushing through pushing through regardless and waking up you know showing up regardless mm. you know
1: yeah no i see a lot where you're coming from i love where you said um that love doesn't always have a happy ending. Cause I feel like, I mean, we see in all the Hallmark Hallmark movies, especially around Christmas time, which we just come away from, where everybody has a happy ending and everybody falls in love at the end of the day. But I think that true love or real love, like Brendan said, is often a choice. And sometimes the best choice you can make and the best way to love somebody is to let them go. And I think at times that's the truest love that we can have for somebody and i can like i've had to let go of a lot of people through that and like i lost a friend and i I literally had to call this person and be like i can't be your friend anymore because i i'm not a good friend to you right now and this you know we have to like I'm, i'm letting you go because i'm not healthy for you and i want you to be successful in life and that's really 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 hard because it's it's somebody that you care about and you want to see them be successful. And for me, I'm a fixer-upper. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go fix everybody and help them and whatever. That was, that was my job growing up was to go fix everybody. Mm-hmm. So to have a friend that I couldn't fix and to actually help them get better, I had to stop being part of their lives. I was like, whoa. That was a blow. But I still think that was the most loving thing I could have done. And... Yeah, I definitely, I agree a lot with um, all the little tangents. It was so good, like how love encompasses all the things because I think, I don't think you can have someone, everyone's capable of love, but I don't think you can have someone without fear. Mm-hmm. I think everybody feels fear and love. So like, I, I agree with what Brennan's saying that like you can't love without feeling fear, but love, I think that love can possibly say to fear that like hey this is okay or like Mm. hey here's where we need to go because fear there are kinds of fear that are healthy and there's kinds of fear that's not healthy Mm. and I feel like love is able to embrace that healthy fear of like yes there's risk yes this could fail but this is worth it Mm. or let's sacrifice this or oh we're feeling fear like we're losing ourselves let's pay attention to that and direct the love to ourselves you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's Yeah, my-
3: I think it's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of sacrifice. Uh, when the fear comes up, I think that's a, a healthy thing. Because when when that fear shows up, you're going out of your comfort zone. And so you're sacrifice, you're doing a sacrifice by Oh, I'm, I'm terrified. But mm-hmm. I'm sacrificing my own personal feelings of feeling safe in order to experience this thing that will be beneficial for everyone involved will help me grow, help this other person grow uh, in, in all these different areas, whether it's like your own personal growth your, with your feelings or, uh, you know, working with someone else. So I, I think it's, it's a kind of a circle. I, I So I think it's good. And I, like you were saying, Joe, I think it's how you, uh, I guess how you, how you, how you approach and deal with those feelings of fear yeah. that ultimately decide whether it's like a, positive or negative or if it controls you or not it's up to to you yeah
0: it's making me wonder though if we're Mm, how do i want to put this if we are on to something let me say it this way this idea that there's fear in love I'm questioning because I get that there's a relationship between the two that fear and love are, um, in a relationship because, you know, we have all these experiences through our life. Like you were talking about mom, like, I you know, you've had more experiences than anyone here at the table. So you have. You know this Olympic sized pool of experience, and (laughs) I happen to know that there's a lot in there that has been painful, and so in the in the painful deep end of the pool, you know there's there's all these things that we can attach to love, right? Like, um, but I'm wondering if we are if we are saying the right thing about love itself, like as an essence in and of itself i understand that love and fear are in relationship and they affect each other and i think of like the the yin yang symbol where there's there's darkness in light and there's light in darkness so there's so i understand this relationship between the two and it's almost like you can't know one without the other almost like two sides of us of the same coin or something like that like You know, people had said, um, you know, that you can't step into love without risk, without being willing to risk something, risk, you know, hurt, pain, trauma, I, you know, I don't know, but, but I'm wondering if that means that love there, hmm. because your (laughs) comment, Brendan was there is fear in love. So I'm trying to really understand if like, if they're, if that's true, because, you know, we, we hear things like perfect love drives out fear. So like they are two individual things, but I, I definitely hear that they're in relationship, but I wanted to get mom's thoughts on, you know, like you've been through all these experiences. If you kind of look back and see, uh, you know your life and your experiences whether it be you know with work or a romantic relationship or with your kids or your family or whatever the times that you felt like you were wrapped up in love you were engaged most in love um what role did fear play there for you or like do you think they were the same or enmeshed or how would you distinguish the two or what relate, how could you describe that relationship between the two maybe?
2: Um. I've been, as you know, I've been married three times. I think of the three, I loved one of them, <laughs> truly loved one of them. And I don't, I don't really agree with Brendan in the fear in love, I think it's, a, for me, I think it's more a fear of love. And because, and I say that because you don't know what that love or loving someone or something, you really don't know what the outcome is going to be or what it's going to bring to you. Um so I don't know that that answered your question. I, I think I went into um, loving with um, positive feelings, but at the same time, being afraid of what the outcome was going to be in the end, because I knew there were issues involved. And so that was just on relationships, though. Mm. Um, So when you think about um, all of my jobs that I've had, I have absolutely loved um no negative stuff going on there so (laughs) I didn't have that issue um relationships yes I've had issues with relationships and a lot of that was my own stupidity my I don't know how to pronounce the word but I was so naive Mm -hmm. in a lot of areas and um so Mm. you know
0: yeah, I think you're leading me in, beautifully into the next um, idea because um, I know that, you know, you grew up in a very different time. You know, our world was in a different place when you were young and you were, you know, getting married for the first time or a second time. and um... Or a third time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying.
0: But like, you know, in those earlier years, you know, when you got married to your first husband, I know that was like, you were very young, it was only like a year or less. And then, you know, and then the second one was a very different situation. But, you know, at that time of your life, there, the culture and society, um, you know, culture and society has always had different expectations, especially of women. Um, and how we are to show love and how, you know, we are expected to behave um, in relationships or at work, you know, like we couldn't even have certain types of jobs. So the fact that you loved all your jobs, is like a massive blessing, you know, like a lot
1: of people Mm -hmm. hate the work that they do. So after 77 years, I loved all my jobs. Like, wow. Yeah,
0: that's a massive, you know, that's a big thing. So that's awesome. But like, talk a little bit about, um, you know, what, what seemed to have been maybe, or what you'd observed at that time, you know, in your first or second marriage about, you know, the role of women as defined by society or religion or culture or, you know, whatever it is, what you were experiencing. And then what did you see that was kind of shifting because you, I don't know. Um, I know when the 60s were happening and kind of the hippie movement was rising. I'm not sure where that lines up with your personal timeline of stories. But how do you kind of see those, those um those events and what was going on in the world how did those things shape your experience as you know a new wife or a new mother or that kind of thing if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to share the love and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the becoming home podcast and hey if you want to connect with us you can find joe on instagram at committing underscore
1: the number two underscore change or find the link in the description or the show notes absolutely and if you want to connect with my mom charlene you can find her at fullyabundantlife.com, which will also be in the description and show notes the becoming home podcast is a passion project to being to bring multi-generational perspectives to the hard topics that we face becoming home for one another through vulnerability and respect and we hope it has blessed you today